The Velvet Hammer, an inside look at trial lawyer life with Karen Kohler. Real life stories about fighting the good fight. Yesterday I went to go visit Krista, my new paralegal, who is settling into her office and had brought her little doggy. Really sweet little gray doggy. I forgot I forgot what kind of breed it is, but it's all gray and it looks like a little old man with a little beard. Schnauzer maybe? Anyway, we went to go visit Krista and she'd already warned me that Schnauzer was a little bit unfriendly when you first met them, but then was fine. Of course, Nala was with me and we all know that Nala is an undisciplined dog who's become a little bit more mellow with age, but really still an A, she's a, she's an A personality dog. So she always wants to, uh, uh, be in control. (laughs) They say dogs are like their owners. So I opened the door. We walked in. I let go of Nala's leash immediately so that she wouldn't have any leash aggression. Uh, Little Schnauzer came running at Nala, uh, barking and growling and leaping on her, at which point she basically just went at him. um, Big time wrestling move, clamped him down, Krista was kind of running around. I just stood back watching because Nala's not brutal. She's just dominating. Um, So she, uh, uh, the dog went running back and and for the rest of the meeting pretty much stayed between uh, Krista's legs and a a couple times would come out, venture out. Nala pretty much ignored uh, the little dog. We gave them some treats so that they would sit together and be cute. Uh, But he didn't want her in the room and and she wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Which leads us to today's topic, which is on being aggressive as a trial lawyer and the absolute need to be aggressive. I think that if you don't have the ability to be aggressive, that you're going to have a problem being a trial lawyer. I don't care if you're a plaintiff lawyer or defense lawyer, but if you're going to be the lead lawyer or even part of a team of lawyers, if you're not aggressive, then maybe you should think of changing the type of law that you practice because there are other opportunities in law that don't require that level of aggressiveness. Uh, So aggressiveness comes in all shapes and sizes. Many people are used to the aggressive uh, model, the CEO of a company uh, pounding the table, president of a country, uh, engaging in all the Tony Robinson-directed ways to be aggressive and show leadership, Uh, loud voice, domineering attitude, pointing while speaking, jerky fury type of behaviorisms, low, loud, strong, macho. Everyone's used to that. But that's not 
the full spectrum of what it means to be aggressive. Aggressive comes in all shapes and sizes and in all ways. Now, if you're a football player or something, and it is a five foot four, 120 pounder versus a six foot four, 320 pounder, and Braun is going to win the day, doesn't matter how aggressive you are as a little player, you're going to lose. But strength isn't measured by size in the field of law. One of the wonderful things about the field of law, you don't have to fit a physical type to be a member of the Bar Association. All that really matters is the other aspects, intellectual abilities, emotional intelligence, ability to communicate, depending upon how versatile you are, the ability to write, be good on your feet, etc. Well, for trial lawyers, being aggressive is one of those major traits. Now, I can remember to this day, one of my first experiences as a, of a younger lawyer was that the phone rang. I picked up the phone. It was a lawyer calling on a case I had just filed, and I had to hold the phone away from my ear because the lawyer was just yelling, screaming, yelling, threatening, charging. We hadn't even said hi yet. Hello. We hadn't even, we haven't even met each other yet. I don't even know who the person was. As a young lawyer, that's, that's a little bit disturbing, intimidating. And you're wondering if all litigation is going to be like that. Well, it isn't. In general, you always know I speak in generalities. In general, most attorneys that are in what we do, which is personal injury litigation, civil litigation, are professional and relatively courteous. Everything is relative, however, but in general, that is true. There are some standout ex ex exceptions, but for the most part, people start off in a relatively benign position and then personalities change or responses change as litigation heats up or a different people escalate. The key to a very professional relationship, even with counsel that go at it, is the ability not to take things personally. It has been confusing in the past, for example, to be in trial, to be going at it really hard with opposing counsel. And as soon as you sit down or during break time, you are just cordial as heck. And your clients will sometimes ask you about that. Why are you so nice to them? Well, because we're not taking it personally. We are engaged in a legal battle and that's a professional arena and we are going at it in that arena, but outside of that arena, we don't have to. Unfortunately, that's not always true because there are what we call ad hominem attacks. We do still use Latin. Ad hominem means well, what I think it means basically is basically when you attack the person uh, and for no reason. So you make it a personal attack. I had an, uh, an ad hominem attack made against me last month 
by a lawyer who should have known better, very experienced, good lawyer, was very angry at me for telling the court that something that he disagreed with. And it was a very public, big court issue where there was a lot of media and he was furious with me. So instead of checking his facts, he came charging at me, uh, alleging things that were completely false. And then when I pointed out that he was out of his mind, he never apologized, nor would I ever think he would do so. But that does change the nature of your relationship with an attorney when they come charging at you, not for something that is being done, but for who you are. Saying things like, you are unprofessional. You, I don't know how you could have done this and lived with yourself. Not that he said that, but basically that, that was the gist I took away from it. So that's not necessary to be aggressive. I can engage in ad hominem attacks just as well as anyone else, but, and I probably did a lot more when I was younger, but now I try to hold back on that. Every once in a while, I just let her rip. But for the most part, I stay out of that. I just try to keep it professional even though aggressive. So what are the signs that you can look to when you're making a career choice of, oh, I want to be a trial lawyer and understanding that you probably need to be aggressive? Well, look back in your life because the clues are everywhere. It's hard to become aggressive. What I think I've noticed is that people that try to put on the cloak of being aggressive, it causes anxiety because it's not natural. There's more steps. There's more thought involved versus a person that's <laughs> normally aggressive. The only thought is of restraining the aggression until the pro appropriate moment or to the appropriate level. But there's, there's many people that are trialers that don't want to be aggressive and that have problems being aggressive and it hurts them to be aggressive. That's a clue right there. So if you go back in your childhood, think about how you were growing up. Think about how you were as a kid and, and a teenager and how you responded to aggression. If someone was aggressive towards you, did you want to escape and run away? Did you want to confront? Did you want to be like Nala and just let all the hair on your back stand up straight and just go at them? The nat natural inclination of fight or flight for a person that's naturally aggressive, they tend to want to fight and not flight. So that's, a, that's one, one, one area. Number two, just look at your natural competitiveness because competitiveness is linked to being aggressive, I believe. I haven't done a study on this, but this podcast is just my thoughts. So do a study if you want to be really sure. But for example, think about those games that you played as a child. Mon Monopoly comes to my mind. I had five brothers and sisters, or there were five of us total, and a mother who used to spank us in chess before we could even read. She never cared. She never had mercy on us. Did you feel okay when you lost? Did you start panicking when you realized that you were losing? Did you consider giving up? Did you just 
have resignation that you were going to lose? Or did you do everything you could to win and then throw a tantrum when you lost? That would be me. Matter of fact, I can remember at least one time where I threw over the entire Monopoly board. Bad loser. Now, this isn't anything to be proud about. Just because you're aggressive doesn't mean that's a great thing. But having the ability to be naturally aggressive is a essential quality for a trial lawyer. Same with fighting. So I'm going to give you an example of a fight that happened and of aggression, even though I was not the initial aggressor. Going back in time, I was a bully. I have to admit it to my younger sister, Debbie, who's 20 months younger than me. I was always at least a foot taller than taller than her, even though she was very close in age to me. She's just very much more petite. Uh, but we were very close growing up. And as I told you, we also had the three little kids who were my three brothers and sisters who were born one year after the next, as in they're all 12 months or less apart. <laughs> the, the youngest one is eight years younger than me. So they're eight, seven, and six years younger than me. And I used to babysit, be in charge to babysit them when my parents were working, my dad, professor, my mom, a lawyer after school until they got, someone got home. Debbie, unfortunately, had to suffer my rule as well. So we would set them up often with the snack and um, watching some kind of, you know, the Munsters or some old black and white TV show because my parents, both being scientists, said and felt that color TVs could radiate our ovaries. This is not made up. We didn't have a color TV till I was 12 and we had to sit um, a certain number of feet back, which I believe was 10 feet to prevent radiation of our ovaries. Anyway, not to digress, but this would happen in our little kitchen. And you could, there was a path through from our kitchen to our dining room and then our living room. And then you could enter the kitchen again by going towards the stairwell by the kitchen slash, I mean, uh, living room slash entry. So there was a circle, you could run a circle around the house that involved going through two, two kitchen doors, the entrance and the exit. And I had done something bully-ish and Debbie had pulled out a kitchen knife, one of the sharp ones, and said she was going to kill me. And so I started running, which was a good move on my part. And she started chasing me around in circles around the house with the kids watching TV. Maybe they were watching us, but probably most likely ignoring us. Now, I ended up being the aggressor in that, even though Debbie initiated it and also was very aggressive and I had no knife in my hand. I had to run like heck. So I started talking smack to her. I said, okay, fine. Go ahead. Kill me. My, remember I'm about 12 years old. Probably not. Probably I'm 11. I could have been 10 back in those days. 10 year olds watched their families. So I said stuff like, that's fine. If you stab me, then the police are going to come. And when the police come, they're going to arrest you because you killed me. And that's a crime. And you'll either be put in jail or most likely put to death because it's a crime and, and they will put the death penalty on you and you will hang by your neck. And so I smack talking all this smack at her and I wasn't doing it in a quavering voice. I was doing it in a, that exact kind of voice you're going to die voice. And she gave up because I think I scared the crap out of her and she didn't want to go to jail or die. 
Well, that's what lawyers do. We talk a lot of smack. <laughs> Gotta admit it. Uh, it's intelligent smack. A lot of the times it's positional smack. It's posturing smack. It's direct smack. It's insinuation smack. It's all the stuff that we do in the practice of law to communicate to the other side that we're in control and we're going to dominate them. Just like Nala did to the schnauzer. If you think that what I'm talking about is not professional, Karen, you should be more formal. You're a lawyer. You should have more suave You should be more stuck up. You should be more reserved in how you speak about this profession. Let me tell you this. In litigation, if the other side, which in my case, the other side tends to be multi-billion dollar conglomerate insurance organizations or governments, if they sense for one moment that you're weak, that you are not completely ready to fight for your case, if your client has weaknesses that you're worried about, if there's holes in the evidence that they're going to fill with stuff that's going to hurt you, if they feel that you are scared to go to trial, that you are scared in any way, shape, or form, if they're scared, for example, that you just lost emotion and the judge find you as the judge find us in the case of Charlene Lyles, $24,000. If they sense that you want to give up or you're scared, then why are you continuing? Because you're not going to, you're not going to prevail, prevail. They will lowball you in settlement and they will bombard you so hard that you'll probably never get to trial <laughs> or you don't want to go to trial or you want to do everything you can not to go to trial. So you settle it for nothing compared to what you should have done versus at least going down in flames. You know what? If we're going to lose, let's lose big. Let's lose fighting. Let's lose not ever giving an inch of satisfaction to the other side that we are scared of them. We filed this lawsuit because wrong was done. And we're going to fight to the very end. Now, if your client has told you falsehoods and you're representing a client that you shouldn't be because everything is not as it turned out to be, then that's an exception. You got to own it and move out of it. Either by dismissing the, the lawsuit or settling. But I'm talking about cases that you believe in. This is why one of the biggest characteristics a trial lawyer must have is to be aggressive, to run into that fight, to pin that opponent down, and never to give up.
Those are my thoughts of the day. Over and out.